I am very well, unexpectedly here, um, <laughs> but yeah, happy to be here. Do you know what, guys? I've done a lot of random shit in my life. I've done a, random, a lot of random shit with podcasts, but this is right up there with the most random podcast we've ever done. Craig was here for, um, or is here um, for a consult with me on a half day, and I said to him about 12 o'clock, I said, listen, do you want to do a podcast in an hour? And, he's like, uh, and I was like, do you want to do a podcast in an hour? And he said, yeah, so uh, we're here because... Spending some time with Craig over the last kind of 18 months or so? Uh, yeah, probably 18 yeah. months since I first 18 months or so, in. his yeah. transformation's been uh, quite spectacular. And spending time in them this morning, I was like, you know what more people need to hear um, of uh, Craig? So I'm not going to say, tell everyone a little bit about you. What I want to start with is a real powerful question that we, we could delve deeper on, which is um, what led you to me? Um, I was stuck mm-hmm. was the biggest thing. Um, happened to be on Facebook mm-hmm. and saw the cliff video. Mm-hmm. Describe my... stuck for me. Stuck. I was, um, in a job that was safe, mm-hmm. comfortable, mm-hmm. um, in a marriage where I was completely unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't valued. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what my role was. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I had no purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt all the things that were there, this safe job and this marriage with a person who made me really unhappy, mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of. I was stuck yeah. in there. There was no there was no route out. Yeah. Or no that's, obvious route out. That's really interesting because I, I I'm I'm gonna guarantee there's hundreds of people who are like, Oh shit. Yeah. Shit. That sounds like me. So what kept you in that? You, you mentioned safety. What kept you in that loop for that amount of time? What do you I know what it was. But I'd love you to describe what. why did you stay in that situation that just wasn't working for you for so long? Uh, it was comfortable and it was familiar. Um, familiar. Yeah, yeah. It was it's like a thing that you, you know is not good for you, like drinking or taking drugs, mm. but the process of it is familiar. So you yeah. feel safe yeah. in a way. And, and it gives you this sense of certainty, right? You want certainly. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. This sucks, but at least I'm certain it sucks. Yeah. If yeah. I change... If That's I quit scary. this job, <gasps> if I leave my wife, <gasps> yeah. shit. Yeah. So what was it then? So it was the cliff video that started it. Was that the thing that kind of fucking woke you up or was that the fuck it moment? Probably woke me up, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I was toying with the idea of starting my own business or going out alone yeah. and become much more active on digital platforms like yes. Facebook. And I'd started to see some kind of coaches and yeah. uh, different business mentors and things like mm-hmm. that. So that's where... I think- it's mad in it because in that video, yeah. I don't... I mean, I talk about business and I yeah. think that's why people get it. Even people that aren't in business kind of get it or anyone that's... Because I, t- I kind of talk about business, but really I'm talking about life and mindset and all. There's just this emotional shit. Yeah. So that was the video where you were like, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I think I'm ready to do something about it. Yeah. No, what happened next? Well, I, I was there a gap? There was a gap, but there was a bit before where I was trying to do what these business mentors were advocating. And what was that? Which was it was all just about business, and I think it was at that point I realised that no matter what I do with my business, if I launch it or if I don't launch it, I'm still in this unhappy marriage, nice. and it's still going to be stuck in yes. there. So. Actually, it's not the business; it's me that I need to work. Mate, on. I was just going to say that because I did a, I've done a, I did a talk at, um, in London last year, and actually, I did the same talk in Edinburgh a couple of weeks later. And one of the things that I say in there is that actually, for such a long time, I was making such a lot of money, and then I got stuck, and then I just felt stuck as well inside yeah. of the unstoppable thing that I was doing. I mean, I started that unstoppable thing twenty seventeen ish, and I had the same nine clients for fucking yeah. eighteen months. And I got to the point where I was like, actually, I don't have a business problem. I have a me problem. Yeah. And the me problem for me was kind of like I couldn't get over this. Somehow develop this fear of people saying no, this fear of rejection, this what if it doesn't work. Actually, the biggest challenge that I had was what if I can't handle it? Because in yeah, that yeah. three years earlier, I'd had this fucking meltdown. I was like, shit, well, I know how to build a business because I, I made my first million in 2014. Yeah. So I know how to do it. But my thoughts were, shit, I'm stuck now. Because I know how to do it. I'm just like, well, but if I do it, this might happen. Yes. Yeah. No, Is that I'm, what you were like? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was more like I toyed with stuff and played with Dabbled. things. Dabbled. Dabbled. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word. Dabbled's a brilliant word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And never really committed to any of it. Yes. Um, and then it was from, like I say, the Cliff video, which led me into the Unstoppable 28. And it was like, okay, I need to oh, start. did you start on Unstoppable 28? I did, yeah. Jeez. I went through the full, full process. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the yeah. full 28 thing? Full 28. What was the, uh, what was the, so we've gone from, what was the breaking point then that was like, I'm jumping on this Unstoppable 28 thing? Was it the fucking relentless amount of emails that I sent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 to be honest. Yeah, because it was like, the, well, because that's this not a business getting, program. There's no, no, no business at all in it. No, no. It was kind of creating structure was the biggest thing for me. Nice. I had no real structure in life. Yeah. Um, just living for, you know, get to Friday, then I can do, like, don't have to work, don't think about it. Yes. Eat whatever I want, drink whatever I want. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any drugs at that point, but mm. previously there was, but it was still kind of, um, yeah, just like get to Friday and then it, it'll be okay. And then when you get to Friday, you're just already thinking about Monday. Um, yeah, sorry, mate, I'm just that. I'm just like that's that's fairly profound. So, what was the what was the things then? From I, f I feel like I'm doing a sales pitch here, but it's not because uh, we're giving you fucking kind of free shit. Yeah, we're giving you unstoppable twenty eight for free, really. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, what were what were the big parts that you took then from that program, or from what were the big things that you took that anyone can use really that had the most impact in terms of structure for you? I think I think looking at life in a broader sense a broader sense in terms of the the five f's like i think i only ever focused on maybe one thing yeah. at a time and i'd never considered especially things like family or yeah. fun yeah. they were just never part of my life because it felt like i didn't deserve to have fun so i wouldn't think about it which then just makes you feel sad yes and unhappy yes. and unfulfilled yeah. and stuff so it was just opening up where right, you can actually allocate time and energy into yeah. each well, one of the first one. things I teach inside of this that whole and I don't talk about this very often actually outside of the program which is this happiness buffet thing yeah yeah so actually there's a there's a lot of things that you can do to instantly shift your mood yeah and I you didn't I mean? even realize that or yeah. think about it previously some of them are free some of them don't require much time yeah, yeah. They don't require you to travel anywhere yeah and do them like that yeah 
Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And that was the, one of the, probably the biggest that happiness buffet when you think, I don't, nothing really makes me happy. And then yeah. once you start to write one, they go, oh, there, there's that as well. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, Craig, I think a lot of people that get this whole happiness thing completely mixed up. I'm like, so I actually read something this morning. You might be listening, so don't take offense at it. I'm in this, I'm in this group for a program that I'm in. And one of the questions got asked this morning, what goal are you most excited about achieving in 2022? Yeah. And someone said, simple, to be happy. I'm like, happiness isn't a goal. No. I no. mean, it's kind of nice, yeah. but it's not, for me, it's not a goal. It's the same as all the other stuff. It's a fucking emotion. Yeah. It's impossible to be happy all the time. You're not supposed to be happy all the time. It's an emotion. Everyone thinks it's some kind of goal or a destination or even the people say it's a journey. I'm like, no, or it's an inside job. And I kind of agree with some of that, but I'm like, actually, it's just an emotion and you can create it on demand. Yeah. So I think that's what we get. And the reason I'm saying this is because I think when we think nothing makes us happy, it's like we're supposed to be happy all of the time. There's yeah. not one thing that I do that makes me happy all the time. Well, actually, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Emotions are, are subject to the law of impermanence. Fuck me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you bring a dictionary for me, lunch? <laughs> the subject of the law of impermanence, which basically means that transient, they, they move. Energy and motion is what an emotion is, right? So yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a really interesting thing that, because I think when I start talking about that in that program, it's like, oh, actually, yeah, it's not a goal. It's not a destination. It's not a journey. It's just a fucking emotion. Yeah. And you're supposed to experience the whole range. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's That's... called being human, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that part Did you see how much easier it was? Yeah. It's how much easier, not even easier, simpler it is to feel happy. Absolutely, yeah, because you can go, you have work to do or there's challenges throughout the day, but yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to listen to really loud music on the way in the car home, <laughs> and that that gives you something to look forward to yeah. as well. That yeah. little, like you say, it's free, Yeah, it's simple. And what I love about yeah. that you just mentioned there is actually, and this is one thing, I, this is kind of what I was trying to get to with the first question that I asked you on this, which was, um, and I've been getting a lot of stick. People try and take the piss out of me with this ice bath. Oh, ice bath makes you tough, does it? I'm like, actually, no. I don't have to force myself. I don't need to get motivated to go on the ice bath. It makes yeah. me feel fucking amazing. So what you said there about the end of the day, that's amazing. I love to yeah. have something to be excited about. But I'm like, part of me is, well, just make them first couple of things you do in the morning. Make you, Like, do shit that makes yeah. you happy for, why wait? Yeah. Why delay it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can. So did you get anyway. did you get quite a bit? I feel like I'm interviewing you. I feel like I'm doing a fucking customer <laughs> satisfaction survey. <laughs> did you did you get did you start to change your mornings as well then? Yeah, just building some routine into every day. But yeah, mornings still is the most important part of my day in terms of my rituals and setting yourself up. Yeah. Um. For or setting your intentions up for having yeah. whatever you want to do and to win. Achieve yeah, things. to win. Yeah. yeah. I think that actually, and again, you've mentioned it a couple of times, this structure thing, but I, I've never, I've realized it before, but it's just popped the front of my mind that I'm like, do you know what? I think structure becomes even more important when you become self-employed. Yeah. Because no, right at the start, you're like, possibly at home. Yeah. Possibly working in a coffee shop. Don't have to be in at a certain time. Don't have to clock in. Don't yeah. have to clock out. You're suddenly your own boss. It can be very easy to do fuck all. Yeah. Except panic. <laughs> Except panic, <laughs> yeah. what do I do now? Yeah. So I think adding in that morning ritual, and we've just added a little tweak to yours today, actually. Yeah. Adding in that morning ritual can have a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. And it just feels, for me especially, once you've done that morning ritual, you feel like you've achieved something already. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So then it makes the rest of the day a little bit easier. People try and take the piss out of me on this morning ritual stuff all the time, yeah. but it's their conception or it's their perception of what a morning ritual is that they have a problem with. Yeah. They don't even know mine. Actually, I only do shit in the morning that I fucking really, before I get to work, I only do shit that I get really excited about doing. They think I'm forcing myself. Honestly, everyone has this misconception with morning rituals that you have to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. You have to work out for an hour. Fucking fuck working out in the morning. You have to work out for an hour. You have to have a nice bath and force yourself to do it because you're tough. You have to fucking eat sand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't do You have that. to lick sand off your own shoes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like just this misconception around. I'm like, well, actually, that's not what it is. And you think about this, Craig, right? Yeah. Any success is built on the back of what you do ritually. Success in any area of life is based on rituals. But I just think this concept of a morning rituals just get it gets completely misconstrued. Yeah, it doesn't it's, have to be taken long. It's the either. fucking Navy SEALs. Yeah, the fucking SAS. Yeah. People that have fucked it. The fuck morning. It's like the hippies ruined fucking meditation for everybody. The fucking all the SAS crew, sorry lads, have ruined this morning ritual. And they're like, oh shit, I have to, I have to hang upside down yeah. from a, a rafter. Yeah. I'm just saying random shit right now, Greg. <laughs> so so we got structure from the morning ritual. Yeah. So what did you when you first what was the step? Was it like a fuck it from the job or was it, did you, because we get, a, I, I work with a lot of guys or I get a lot of questions saying, how do I go from side hustle yeah. to being fully self-employed? Now I'm a balls deep kind of guy. So I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible person to give advice on this side hustle from because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't have one. I'm, I'm either going in with my balls or I'm not going in at all. Yeah. So what was your, what was that transition like for you? Uh, it was, it was, it was one that was kind of, forced on me in a certain way uh, because the marriage broke down mm -hmm. uh, my ex-partner moved from Edinburgh to Glasgow mm -hmm. so I had this choice of being uh, a weekend dad or being um, or moving so that I could be a full-time dad I was always really hands-on um, with bringing up my son who's eight now mm -hmm. and um, I was always part of his daily routine I wasn't really prepared to give that up so I kind of went to my boss and said, look, this is a situation uh, I'm going to move yeah. um, and kind of left it like that, hoping that they would say, fair enough, shake my hand and, and wish me luck. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He said, right, okay, I still want you on board. Um, how about you just work from home mm -hmm. remotely for us before mm -hmm. working remotely was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Working remotely is not fucking cool. <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, I might work remotely and then I might not. I bet I'm not. Yeah. I'll eat me body weight and crisps and biscuits. Yeah. I'll fucking play FIFA. So yeah. That's exactly I it. think you need quite a lot of discipline to work from home, actually. You do, and it took me a long time to get that. No. Like that first probably six months. Yeah. yeah. I was I was getting up at ten o'clock in yeah. the morning and like eating crisps for breakfast and and then work guys sports news. Yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> going shit, I need to finish that thing off and work until two in the morning. Uh, and it just wasn't wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um and then eventually it just kind of gradually moved and I started to create that discipline because if you don't, then you just don't do work. You don't and, get and the there's work a great done. saying, I think it's actually from Jocko Willing, who's the fucking ass, who's the Navy SEALs guy, and he's yeah. like discipline actually gives you freedom. It does. It yeah. does. And it took it took probably six months of having no discipline. For me to but you convince yourself that you've got freedom, I think, don't you? Yeah, it's you like do. a fake flexibility. Yeah. It's not really. Oh, I, I can do what I want. Yeah, but you can't. No. You've still got to answer to someone else. Yes, and you, I think you can do what you want until uh, you see that you're not making any progress as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about 
might be fairly sensitive, but let's talk about how you handled this breakup then. What was your, what was your strategy? What was it like? What was it? Because I get, again, I get, I'm thinking of Instagram at the minute. I get a lot of messages. How do I deal with breakup? Yeah. And I'm like, I throw me, I'll be like, if it was me, and again, I haven't had a breakup for a long ass time. It's like it, the, the people that I've seen succeed with have thrown themselves into something else instead of dwelling on what didn't work. They're like, yeah. do you think that business thing might have helped you with that then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the like I did that typical thing where you just throw yourself at work. Yeah. Um, I'll just keep myself. I busy. actually don't think there's, there's a lot of people would slate that. They'd be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You need to deal with hidden trauma. Like, yeah. well, no, but maybe the marriage just didn't work. Yeah. yeah and you it. now, you need to put your focus somewhere. So I'm like, I'm self-employed now. I haven't got a job anymore. <laughs> it makes sense that I'm going to fucking go all in on this thing. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And it, I don't think I consciously did it, but it was just like, like you say, well, I've got, got to make it work. New, I've got, I've got to make a living. I've got to yeah. pay the bills. So that's instead of just sitting thinking about what I should have done and what yeah. I could have done and, you know, dwelling on it. Yes. Which I probably did at certain times. Yes. But of course you would have. But you, yeah, just focused on, okay, you know I've got this a, new it's thing. It's a funny thing when we, when we talk about that. Oh, you shouldn't throw yourself fully into your business. But I'm like, actually, if you're fucking electrified, there's a difference between. Yeah. Spending all your time doing a job that you hate or, or running a business that you hate and having that take up loads of your time and hating it and having it fucking electrify you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a, there's an element of me is like, fucking hell, I absolutely love doing this. Why would I then be like, oh, do you know what? No, no. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting concept for me because I've been the guy who's working a lot of hours in a business that I hated, but I've also been the guy that's worked a lot of hours in a business that I fucking love. Yeah. Or actually, I could probably have the same business but inside of that business, I could do shit that I hate. Because inside of this business, I've had loads of things where I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah, it's I have to do that. But then I've set it up in a way now where I'm only doing the shit that I love doing. Yeah. And I know that that's kind of where you're going. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of... So talk to me about, um, talk to me about some of the other things that have helped you in terms of keeping your fucking head on straight whilst you've gone through this marriage breakdown, while you've gone through, you've fucking moved cities. Yeah, yeah. To a city that's not as cool in my humble but opinion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To a city yeah. that's not as cool, you've moved cities, you've got a new business, you've now got quite a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. You've got a lot going on in your life. What are some of the things that have helped you kind of keep on, keep your shit together with that? Um, I guess part, well, I seen it as a drawback of moving city because then I just became completely isolated from family, mm, friends. Yes. And, didn't really have anything else going on. So yeah, first, yeah, it was a real. So it's not like you've moved with your family. You've no, kind of no. You've kind of moved on your own to be closer to your family, but you're not really with them. You're kind of in no. the house on your own. Yeah, yeah. For the first time in, that's got to be quite hard. Well. Yeah, trying to remember how to do like washings and cooking for you. Well, always cooked anyway. But yeah. it was like okay, well, every meal's yours. Every single meal I had to kind of take care of doing all the shopping, all the yeah. house admin as I called it at that time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was a real change of complete circumstances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, like I say, probably took a good six months for me to adjust yeah. and find yeah. some kind of pattern and, and routine. But yeah. the programs were the real driving force behind that. Yeah. That gave me the, when it was the 28 day thing, it was kind of filling out those forms and, yes. and, and doing the feedback every day yeah. and ticking Made the structure, yes. And, yeah. and then as that, progressed and moved through into the next stages of the program mm -hmm. everything the level of commitment i had to put into it 
gave me that structure. A little bit higher every time. A little bit more support every time. A little bit more accountability every time. A little bit more, I suppose, you get around, at each different level of that, you get around people who are a little bit, they're on the same journey as you or they're a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's been the biggest driver in every stage of the program is there always seems to be, or most of the people seem further ahead than me. Yes. Um, Which I found... A bit of a drawback because it, it, it played on my insecurities. It's a really interesting a thing, isn't it? But it, every time I always kind of think, well, they just started sooner than me. They're or they're, you know, they're they're just a little bit further yeah. along in the process than yeah, I have. Gone a little, do you know what? It's a really interesting thing that because I've been talking about so much much recently about, and I, and I actually talked about it in our December quarterly where I was like, do you know what? Sometimes when things get a bit hard, we run back and we lower our standards and we yeah, go yeah. back to the people. Yeah where we know we're safe, where we're nowhere better than most of them, where we're, yeah. do, sorry, we're doing better than most of them. We know our standards yeah. are usually higher than theirs. But when we go back there, we can kind of get away with lowering them. And it's something that I learned from Tony Robbins, actually, which was, and he says, and I agree with it, which is the results you have in your life are a direct correlation of the standards your peer group holds you to. And you'll either do one of two things. You'll go, you'll, you'll get around people who are, have higher standards than you. Yeah. And you know they've got higher standards than you because... They're a little bit further ahead than you. Yeah, yeah. Or, and you'll, you'll, and again, we talk about peers. What is a peer? A peer is somebody who you'll modify your behavior to get the approval of. Yeah. So we'll either go around these people who are doing a little bit better than us, have a little bit higher standards than us, and we'll raise our standards to fit in. Yeah. Or to get their approval or to, it's called the law of conformity. Talking about a lot of laws today, you know? <laughs> Probably broke a few here. Um, <laughs> But uh, we are modified by it fit in with. Oh, we've got this other peer group, which is usually some of our older friends, yeah. right? Love them. Yeah. Love them. But often, to get their approval, we lower our standards to fit in. Yeah. Because we're often a little bit further. I'll call it the king of the shitheads. <laughs> king of the shitheads here. Yeah. I, was, I was that for a long time in my life. Yeah. And again, I'm never say it being your friends off, but I think that also that being around the people doing a little bit better can be a double-edged sword. Yeah. No, yeah it can be a double-edged yeah. sword because you're like, fucking hell. They're doing so much better than me. Why aren't I doing that? Why aren't I further ahead? Why can't I do this? Yeah. But yeah. on the flip side, you've just got a different question. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. is, how can I? How do I get there? Yeah. How do yeah. I get what there? What was my next step? Yeah. How can I ask them? How could they open doors for me? Yeah. How Could I ask them how, how they're doing it? Yeah. yeah. And I think that actually, the difference in the question, it's weird because it is a double-edged sword. Both of them are double-edged sword because this is easier. Like going back to that lower, the peer group who are, aren't doing as well as you, that's easier until yeah. it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think sometimes it's just based on actually, I would say it's often based on where your energies are. If your energy's high, you can't wait to get after the pack and get after the person that's further ahead than you and ask them and ask them questions and get after yeah. it. But then when your energy's low, you'll tend to feel a little bit sorry for yourself or you'll be like, you'll probably scroll a little bit more, you'll do a little bit yeah, less yeah. and you become you become a little bit of a spectator yeah you start comparing yourself i know like even we had uh, my first um delete x meeting yeah. just a few weeks ago yeah and i was like you said i was really excited going into that this is this new peer group everyone's at a bigger higher level than yeah. what i think i am at anyway yes. um and learning and seeing what else that they're doing mm-hmm. so that i can raise my standards yeah but 
when I left, I felt a bit inferior. Yeah. I did have that. I had a yeah. couple of days of going, shit, they're like way bigger. They're so further out. For, way, so much further ahead. Yeah. Far. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not. It's I'm an not interesting sure thing, isn't it, that? I should be in that room. But then there's that little reminder. Like I even put the little card, the handwritten card you sent. Yeah. Put that on my board so yeah. I can see it every day and go, you were invited. invited. Yeah. So there's, there was that confidence boost of being invited. But then there's the, the flip side yeah. of, I feel a bit so, inferior. So, I love it. Because when we're in it, when you're in it, when yeah. you're doing, you didn't feel inferior. No, no. Not it's when all. you stopped doing, when you stepped away and you just started watching and looking yeah. and not, and thinking, I suppose. Yeah. Doing more thinking than doing is, that's when you start, it starts to become a challenge when you kind of, you go back, you, when you were in the arena, when you were on the pitch. Yeah. You were playing at the same, you were playing in the same game. Yeah. It's when you sat in the stands. Yeah. Where you were like, oh shit. Maybe I shouldn't have been on the pitch. A lot of people would call this imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd just be like, no, you're just uncomfortable because you stopped doing the work. Absolutely. When you're yeah. doing the work, you never really feel that. Inf- I mean, even when you're rolling jujitsu, right? If I'm rolling jujitsu, I'm getting smashed. I'm like, I'm getting smashed. But guess what I'm not doing? I'm not watching. Yeah. I'm in the game. Big, I may be getting strangled, difference. but I'm in the game. Yeah. And if I'm in the game, guess what I'm doing? Getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get better on the sidelines. That is a, it's, it's a perfect analogy yeah. for it all. I um, might be getting fucking strangled here. I might feel like I'm drowning, which yeah. is a regular, <laughs> I feel like I'm drowning, but guess what? At least I'm in the water. Yeah. I'm not on the fucking sideline. I'm not dipping me toe in either. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're fully in. It's a, it's a real, um, it's a really interesting thing that. So tell me then, um, what's working for you right now? Um, working for me right now. I've never asked this question on these podcasts before, but it's a fucking good one. It is a fucking great question. That what's working for you right now, Craig? Um, it is. It is just trying to raise my standards and mm-hmm. looking at all the details mm-hmm. um, and thinking about myself. I want to be attracting yeah. high-paying customers yeah. and clients. Yeah. So if I want to do that, I need to start behaving and acting and looking like amazing that kind of person. So yeah. I'm trying to adjust my daily behaviors and habits yeah. and rituals to something like what I believe a, a six figure. And figure that's the great thing do. I think often about goals. And I spoke about this on my friend Darren's show just last week, actually. And I was talking about that's one of the greatest things about goals isn't like getting it or having it or getting to have it. It's yeah. who you have to become on the way. Like that's for me, that's, the one of the most exciting things is right. Who do I have to become to do this? Yeah. And often, even if I don't hit the target, I've still got better. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm competing in jujitsu next weekend. I'm just going to have fun. I've got no doubt that I will not win. Yeah. I've got no doubt. I might not even medal. I might not even get on the podium. I might lose every match. I'm okay with it because I know I'm going to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I know. I'm, I, for me, part of you's got to be okay with losing as well, right? Yeah, because I'm still progressing. That's let me the biggest, let me ask you a couple of great questions. I think the timing's quite good on this. What, looking back at last year, because right now when we're recording this is the start of 2022, looking back at last year then, what were some of your biggest disappointments? Biggest disappointments? Yeah. And, and I always think this is just worth looking at because right now all we've talked about is how well things have gone for you. Yeah. I think yeah, we, we need be. to put this into a bit of context. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think this is such a good, it's such a good thing to look at. What were some of your biggest disappointments in 2021 then? And 2021 is overall the biggest thing was still treating my business in a kind of amateur way. Um, Expand on that. I think this is important. So yeah, yeah. It was like um, even just structure around hours that I work. um, The um, discipline of turning up every day. um, The how I promote 
and uh, I am visible. Yes. Um, was all very, very amateur. Yeah. It was just flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Um, didn't really know what was going to be happening month mm -hmm. to month. There was a little bit of structure that paid the mm -hmm. bills and that was okay, but mm -hmm. I just stayed stuck yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I knew that I needed some help and support yeah. um, in terms of staff yeah. or um, that kind of side of yeah. things, but I massively resisted it. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't do anything about it. I, mean, I resisted for fucking four <laughs> years. You didn't do that, but last year I resisted for four years hiring yeah. someone. Yeah. Oh, I don't need anyone. I'll be fine. I'll do it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? What about your personal life? Personal life, I had obviously got divorced mm -hmm. um, and uh, I kind of played around with the whole dating kind yeah. of world. But yeah. I, I, the same way with business. Yeah. In personal life, I did just didn't commit to something. Yeah. I would meet somebody and have a few dates, and yeah. I was like, "Just dip your toe in again." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like they're they're like almost the ideal perfect person for me, yeah. but I would be looking for tiny little faults yeah. so that I could go. Uh, I'll just back yeah, off. That's interesting. Um, so that was a bit of a disappointment earlier in the year, and I kind of yeah. addressed that probably. Yeah. About what did you learn from those disappointments? Then, what did you learn from those kind of unmet expectations that you said? Yeah. Um, I guess I was just, it was me that was the problem, not the other people. Mm. Kind of what you said earlier on. It was, I was taking the same me into another yeah. relationship mm -hmm. and then kind of asking myself, why did that end up the same way? Well, yeah. It was obviously their fault because, yes. I don't know. I like that. I like yeah. the same me because it, it kind of goes in line with, and I guess, I, guess it's, I want to change my job. My job's making us miserable. I think there is an element that's me. Marriage is making me miserable. My relationships yeah. make me miserable. My way I live is making me miserable. Yeah. But often I just think it's really important that you said that because I think that can be the case 1 million percent. But I also think you've just got to ask yourself, is it the job? Yeah. Is it the other person? Yeah. Is it is it actually the country? Because I've done this. I mean, to <laughs> me, 2012, 2012, I, I, I was like, I hate South Shields. I hate everyone that lives here. I hate people. Yeah. So I'm going to move countries. And then I was even more unhappy. Because I realized that actually it wasn't people that I hate. It wasn't the country that I hate. It was myself. Yeah. I was the problem. I was trying to change the fucking world, but wasn't willing really to look in the mirror yeah. and say, actually, it's my, me, my thoughts, my behaviors, my habits that I change. So really, yeah. I didn't think that. So what was the, what would you say then that was the, so going into this year, um, I'm not going to skip the what were your wins question because I think that's important too. What was some of your, kind of targets personally and professionally going into this year based on that kind of commitment and amateur thing was it kind of turning pro right yeah yeah so i guess over the course of 2021 i kind of look at it started off as amateur yeah halfway through the year i'm kind of getting semi-pro semi-pro semi yeah. yeah um so yeah that's that's it's just kind of each kind of moving up the leagues yeah I guess. what does that look like for you then well like how would you know how would I know? Yeah. Um, it's the type of clients that I'm working with is the biggest thing and the type of projects. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, maybe go back a couple of years where I'm I'm picking up jobs to design a flyer for 50 quid. Yeah. I'm now doing a branding logo, coming up with a name for a yeah. product that's yeah. four or five thousand Yeah, pounds. so it's moving from one thing to the next in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about this. Uh, I'm, this is random as fuck, but it just popped up in my head. You said to me, Right before we came on here, can I do the fan dance on my bike? <laughs> now, for you guys listening, I don't know what the fan dance is. It's the original SAS selection uh, marching route. If you want to get in the SAS, you've got to be able to do this marching route. Big fucking backpack on in a certain amount of time. I've done it. 
I've done a lot of physical challenges in my life. I've done, um, I wouldn't say a lot actually, but I've done a few, done a few. I've done, I've had boxing matches. Um, I've completed uh, these Navy SEAL selection training. I've completed SAS selection training. I've done um, the Great North Run half marathon with no training. I've done the David Goggins challenge. I've done getting in, in shape at jiu-jitsu, competing in jiu-jitsu, and I've done the fan dance. The fan dance for me was worse than all of those. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just because of the length of time and the time on your feet and the speed you got to do with that. What made you ask that question about the bike? What's um, this? Well, that was one thing that I, over 2021, kind of found that that's my, my go-to thing that um, relaxes me, that I completely focus on. It's where I find my Hang flow. on a fucking second here. <laughs> Pedaling a bike up the yeah. side of a fucking mountain relaxes yeah. you. Yeah. In I yeah. No, absolutely. Because it's it's like same with sort of jujitsu for you. You can't it's concentrate or think relaxing. about yes. something else. You're just trying not to die. Coming, <laughs> coming back down the way. Yeah, try exactly. not to die. Well, it's, me and my friends kind of call it. It's it's controlled crashing, all the way down. You're just nice. you're about to fall off yeah. all the time. You're just yeah. not quite fall. Sometimes you do fall off. Have you ever fallen off? Uh, yeah, quite a lot. What's the worst injury you've had? Uh, on the bike, nothing. Nothing major. Touching you must be lots good at of it. bits of wood. Just cuts, grazies. Yeah, yeah. Um, what got you into this then? I used to do mountain biking years ago mm. um, and just life family takes over and you kind of you start to lose those hobbies and things. It's really like interesting, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. start doing things to make other people happy as opposed yeah. to you happy. Yeah. And it was just one of those things that, I don't know, as middle-aged men, people seem to be jumping on bikes and going up hills and hill that, walking. Mate, I it's, saw something fucking yeah. incredible and I laughed at it actually. It was like a meme and it said, have you ever, have you noticed that all the people that used to get on the sesh every yeah, weekend yeah. posting pictures of being on the sesh are now posting the pictures at the top of the mountain? Yeah. I was that's like, that's me. quite funny. That's exactly it. It's quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> so it's, so it's kind of, a, I suppose it is, you could f call it a kind of a form of healthy escapism, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by wanting to do it and push myself and challenge myself more, it meant I had to look at my nutrition, look at my fitness overall. Yeah. Uh, it was also a good way to spend time with my friends, which mm. we didn't do a lot mm. of or not enough of. I like that bit about the fitness because, and again, I've, be, I've talked to, I spoke to someone about this yesterday and he was, I just can't get into training at the minute. Mm. I just don't like it anymore. And I was like, do you know what you need? You need to find something that doesn't really feel like training. Yeah. But that to get better at it, you need to tidy up your nutrition a little bit. You yeah. maybe don't drink. So I don't hate jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. I love jujitsu, but in order for me to do a little bit better at it, it makes sense for me if I if I'm not as fat. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I've entered this comp. I'm like, well, to get in that comp, I have to do it a couple of kilos. But it's not really about the couple of kilos, but actually, yeah. it means I need to tighten on my diet a little bit. Yeah. It gives me a really e really easy reason to say no. I'm not drinking. Yeah. Like my best friend's some of the rig, and he said uh, he, he loves a sesh, proper sesh, right? <laughs> loves one, and uh, I don't mind the sesh with him, right? Yeah. I'm maybe drinking four or five times a year. And he rang me last week. He's like, mate, and he's been away for Christmas. So I haven't seen him since November, right? He's been away for the whole Christmas. Got back last week and he's like, we're going here on the 22nd. Me and my wife, do you want to come? And I was like, I fucking needed to think of an excuse. <laughs> because I was like, I kind of like to, but I don't want to drink. I've got a lot going on right now and yeah. I want my energy to be good. I'm feeling good. Get, starting to get over this long COVID thing. Seems to fucking yeah. disappear. <laughs> Touching all sorts of wood again. And, uh, I just said I've got a jujitsu comp on the 29th. Easy. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily about the comp or even the losing weight. It's just like, mm. it, it kind of like, it's nice to have a sport and something that you don't hate 
because it makes that little bit of discipline stuff kind of easy. It does. It it's got a bit more purpose over. behind it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just about weight loss. No, no. Well, with a couple of friends, we did the West Highland Way mm. um, on on the bike. So it's like 90 miles over big hills and pretty, not extreme, but pretty tough going. I mean, it takes five days for people to walk it. Yeah. Um, and the biggest takeaway that I took from doing it last year was we had to carry everything ourselves. So we yeah. had about 12 to 13 kilos on my back. Yeah. And going up hills, that was a lot. So it was like, if we're going to do that kind of thing again, if I can lose three kilos, three kilos, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like I'm carrying that bag. Yes. Um, for free. Yes. Um, so that, that was kind of like, again, it gives you that more kind of focus and yeah. direction. It's kind of weird like that because actually sometimes being heavy has a little bit of a benefit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can yeah. be under someone who's not as good as you, but they're heavier than you. Yeah. And it makes it harder. It's a very interesting thing that, but also they'll gas sooner. True. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love it. So what have been some of the, um, what have been some of the, and I kind of touched on this, but I'd like your insight on it. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned? Sorry, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've had then in starting this business thing whilst being in the same kind of place as your ex-wife and you live? What, what have been some more of the challenges? Because I think it's important to look at this stuff. Yeah. Um, biggest challenge was mindset, really. Um, still is to a certain degree, but mm. it's it's all about are there enough clients out there? Um and yeah, solid. So you're getting into that scarcity kind of mode. Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I good enough? Yes. Um, there's so much competition. How will people even notice me? Yeah. Um, it seemed like at that time, when you start to do a bit of research, every single person is a graphic designer. <laughs> Everybody can design a logo. And then you start to look at things like Fiverr. Yeah. People can yeah. produce a logo for five quid. Why yeah. are you going to pay me 500 quid? Yeah. Um, it's It was really that was the biggest that fucked with you a little bit that's yeah yeah because you're not guaranteed your next client you're not guaranteed your next paycheck there's no fucking holiday pay yeah there's no sick pay there's no paternity fucking hell why do we do this yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying there's no statuary sick pay there's a lot of that shit none of that yeah Uh, so yeah that was that was how do you combat that then what's your tool to 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 kind of handle that whole this doubt this scarcity thing like what's your thing i've got a couple of things that i throw in here but biggest thing is just looking back at results what mm. I've done so far mm. um, and even in those early stages um, people would come back to me so yeah. for me that was the biggest sort of feedback loop you know if I'm not doing a good job they're not going to come back yeah these people are coming back so I must be doing something right yes and then trying to figure out what was the thing that I was doing right yeah going to do more of that yeah what's not working do less of that yeah nice Um. that's yeah that's kind of just been a constant because this scarcity thing's very fucking common yeah. Oh, the industry's saturated. There's too yeah, many yeah. people. I'm like, well, there's actually never been a greater time to be alive. It seems a mad time to say, but there's never been as much opportunity. Yeah. I mean, look how easy it is to get in front of your target market. What well, I didn't care what your business is. Yeah. It's easy to get in front of people these days. Yeah. Because they're all in fucking one or two places. Yeah. It's not like when you had to go and knock on people's fucking doors. Do you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's not like I had to write an article for the local newspaper. Yeah. In the same week I was in the court roundup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like now I don't think it's, and, and it's easy for us to use in this like throwaway statements or like theory. I actually yeah. think that in the case of scarcity, action's the only answer. You only think yeah. there's not enough business when you're not doing anything about it. You only think there's not enough money when you're not, t- do you know what I mean? Action for me, I'm like, okay, I feel like the scarcity. I'm not quite sure. All right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Doing 
your way through it, if you like. And then you don't notice much because you're fucking in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, yeah. so my thing, I still get this thing. I've been self-employed a long time. I've got a big ego. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually quite a sensitive guy. So when people leave my program or, or finish, they don't even leave. People make it to the end of their year in Alliance, for example. Often when they go and they don't renew, I'll be like, oh, fuck. Even now, <laughs> even now as a seven-figure business owner, I'm like, fuck. Like, what? Why? But, but, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Still happens. Not so much now because I figured out two things to get to kind of get my head around this. is One is extreme gratitude. So fear and gratitude can't exist in the same space, right? So I'm like extreme gratitude. So I've got to think about it. Fucking hell, have they left? Or did they just get what they came for? Yeah. It's like when I go, it's, this is the analogy that I use. And there's a lot of people that are in business that'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, I get people doing that as well. But I'm actually, the Atlantis, if I go and stay in the Atlantis for a week and I pay for a week, they don't then go on a fucking hissy fit block me on Instagram and fucking never speak to me again because I didn't stay longer than the week that I paid for. Yeah. So it's a really interesting thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to show extreme gratitude here. I'm going to send them a gift. I'm going to send them a card. I'm going to say, thank you so much. I'm going to use that testimonial. That for me is extreme gratitude, but it's also action. Then I'm like, okay, how am I going to replace them? How am I going to get someone else in? How are we going to grow the business? How are we going to get more leads? And, and really it's all about whatever business you're in, it's all about impacting people, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, how can I impact even more people today? If they don't pay me money, I'm cool because I'm still impacting people. I mean, the amount of people that listen to this podcast have never signed up for anything, but still get value from it, blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think yeah, that yeah. any business, and I'm going off on a fucking rant now, isn't I? <laughs> any business grows in direct proportion to the amount of value it demonstrates to the marketplace. So I'm like, if you demonstrate enough value in your business, which can only be done through action, yeah. then you'll never be short of customers. The people that are short of customers are the ones that don't demonstrate any value. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's exactly the same sort of thing that I speak to my clients about is to to start demonstrating that. And yeah. It, it, so what are your, some of your things? Because me and you are kind of like, I remember like, I'm, I used to not give a fuck about, I'm like, no one gives a fuck about your logo. No one cares about Brandon. No one cares about this, this and this. And I think at a, at a certain level, they don't, right? When you're yeah, first getting started, absolutely. should be a last year worries. And then, then I had a fucking photo shoot with my friend Martin Irvin. And he said, Paul, just get these photos done. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. There's these professional photos do work. And then I remember saying to Darren and James Smith for ages, they'd be like, you need to start doing these jump cut videos on a proper camera instead of just yeah, uploading yeah. your lives. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off, man. I'm not doing that. I'm <laughs> doing all right without it. And then Darren was like, yeah, talk into that camera. Then he edited a video and then this fucking video just popped. I was like, oh, maybe you were right. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So what's yeah. your, so that's my whole thing on like this demonstrating value. What, so we've yeah. got a very different take on this, I think. What's your whole take on it? To be honest, I think our take's pretty similar. I think if someone isn't starting their business because they haven't decided what their logo is going to look like, they need to just start their business. Yes. And then they can figure it out because whatever they decide their business is going to be will change and grow and it won't just be Evolve a straight line. Evolve and adapt, yeah. yes. So sometimes just get that, get that business started, find out who your clients and customers are, mm -hmm. how you serve them, and then you can you can circle back. Mm. Um, for me, it's all about when... How do I demonstrate value then in my brand? In your brand, um, you have to be really clear on who you're speaking to, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, you can um, demonstrate it by kind of just presenting yourself at the level that you want to attract. So if mm -hmm. you are 
like we were talking about earlier, like if you are a coach or consultant who yeah. wants to bring in high ticket clients, yeah, your brand has to look like a high ticket client yes. as well. Because uh, if you're like you're saying, if you're just taking a selfie in your house, that's not really going to attract. It's not going to show your business yeah, we at just, the right Ma level. Leslie just saw us a video where she was like, "This guy was on about scaling your business to seven figures." I'm like, yeah. "He's fucking done it on his phone," <laughs> yeah. which is fine. But not when you're talking about that thing and trying to get my details. It's fine on your on your socials, but I'm just like for me, there was just a big disconnect. Yeah, there is. There's just there's always a level you get to with doing it DIY. Yes, I it, agree. It won't take you to the the higher levels if you if that's what your aim is to get to a certain level. Then that's fine. Yeah, if you're looking to get high, if you're looking to get high value clients or high paying clients, like I don't want to spend loads of time on this part because I don't want to keep it strictly business. But if we're looking to attract high paying, which is any business. It doesn't matter whether you're in the coaching yeah. industry. It doesn't matter whether you're in the textiles industry. I don't know where the fuck that came from. <laughs> if you're in the trade, even. Yeah. I remember working yeah. with my friend, Steve Brocklehurst, yeah. and he was the most expensive trader, most expensive builder. And he's, you'd be buzzing by talking about him. <laughs> he was the most expensive builder in the city. Yeah. And he just, he was just, I was like, why are you the most expensive? Why would people pay you double? He says, because we're the best. Yeah. I'm like, well, seeing that's one thing. Demonstrating is something different entirely. Yeah. So he was like, we had this big discussion and he added 600 grand to his business yeah. in about eight months. Great. And it was because all he did was present himself in a different way. Yeah. He stopped showing up as with fucking builder's boots on and a fucking high-vis vest covered in silicone. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're not a builder, you're a business owner, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a business owner. So he started showing up in branded t-shirts and, yeah. and dress pants. Actually, wears shorts almost all the time. <laughs> but he's like, he just started showing up better and actually presenting himself as this, as a, not a builder. Yeah. A fucking exactly. business owner. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I think part of me is like, well, I don't wear every, a lot of the personal development talks that I speak at. So a lot of the, the expos or a lot of the, the events I speak at, everyone else has got like a three piece suit on yeah. and a fucking, and I'm like, well, that's just not me. Yeah. You, you have to be authentic as yes. well. Yeah. But it, How do you that, get that balance right? It's a hard question that. It is as a soon hard as I said it, I was like, yeah. ooh, that's a hard question. <laughs> it is just, well, just not, don't be inauthentic inauthentic yes is how you be authentic yeah nice. so it's like you say if you if if you know you're going to some kind of event and uh everyone's wearing a suit yeah don't just wear a suit because everyone else is you've got to be authentic to yourself yeah. and that way it differentiates you yeah. which is a, what a lot of branding and position positioning is yeah how are you different to the rest of your competitors yeah hotels are a really good example of it as well because you've got like a b and b Versus, um, like Malmaison, for example. That's the first thing that popped in my head as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, everything about Malmaison, they want you to experience their brand and the little things that are in the room. They've got their logo on it, the notepads, the pens, the pencils. Mm. They want you to take that away. Mm. It's there for a purpose because you'll remember that, the Mal that. wants you, and I think that they want you. To, I think a lot of places now they want you to take photos there. Yeah, yeah, they want you. They want you to take photos. They want you to fucking. That's why the seats have first class on them. Yeah, right behind you. I'm like, I take a yeah. seven. Oh, first class. Like, oh, look. Yeah. I'm gonna move me head a little bit just so you can see I'm in first class. Yeah. I think that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all positioning. I mean, yeah. even start. no one's taking photos of themselves in shitty hotels. Yeah, yeah. Well, Unless they're shitting. Look how shit this hotel is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it's those two kind yeah. of scales. It's the same with coffee cups as well. Yeah. You don't really see people taking that many photos of their Greg's coffee. 
No, but you, you don't. see loads of people taking their Starbucks coffee because they want yeah. people to know. Oh, in our case, we've Starbucks. got Hasbulla coffee cups. Yeah, Hasbulla. Yeah. I'm taking a photo of them. Hasbulla <laughs> coffee cups. But I, do you know what? I think it's a it, it's such a great point. And me and Mac talk. No, I was I talking. I talked about this quite a lot. I'm like, do you know, in business, a lot of the time you'll have low end, yeah, and then you'll have high end. Yeah. For me, low end obviously depends on volume. Yeah. High end doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's nice if it is, but I, I think a lot of the times the people in between that get fucking butchered. Yeah, Restaurants, for example, the ones that are killing it are either really cheap ones, McDonald's, yeah. Greg's, yeah. or you can't get a fucking Bukin in a Michelin star restaurant. Exactly. You can't get a Bukin. Exactly. You're legit. There's some. There's a place in Hexham. It's about an hour away from here, right? A friend, Mike, actually, Chris Ramsey just moved there. And um, there's a place there. I've been trying to get booked in for a year, right? They only open the slots every six months. The last house, fuming, I was in this very room and the slots sold out in three fucking minutes for six Jeez. months. And this is because, obviously, it's amazing, but it's high end. It's not, yeah. it's in between there and there. Like Rolex, think about this. Rolex, you can't get one in a minute. No. It's exactly. mad. Like, you can't. I was in Dubai and I was like, I, I've been, Leslie bought me a Brightland watch from my 40s, right? And I took it back. Because yeah. I'm like, it doesn't even count me steps. <laughs> doesn't do me steps. I've got a whoop band on this arm. I'm like, you know, yeah. but part of me is like, I really like one. They seem like a good investment. Yeah. So I, like, I, I might get a Roly. I didn't get one because I couldn't fucking get one. Yeah. End of the day, I don't know whether I would have actually got one anyway because I'm like yeah. part of me is like I'd just be wearing it to impress people which I suppose is why we wear nice clothes absolutely you know what I mean like yeah. Yeah, we don't give a fuck about what people think why are you wearing them why are you even wearing clothes then because <laughs> you do give a fuck what people think yeah. but it, but it, with, the, with the Rolex thing I went in Dubai it had one fucking watch the whole shop had one female Rolex watch yeah. everything else was empty I was like part of me wonders <laughs> if they do it on purpose there will be a little bit, yeah, because mm. again, it's that scarcity thing you yeah. talk about, but you can use that in a positive way. Like yeah. you can only take on so many clients yes. per year or we've only got one watch, and, yeah. but it's the best watch. Yes. And if you want it, you need to pay that much. Yes. And, yeah. And, so yeah. so what are some other ways then that we can, um, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I said I wasn't going to make it all about business, but I have because <laughs> I'm a selfish cunt. What, <laughs> what are some of the ways that we could demonstrate that we are, Instead of just saying, oh, I'm the most expensive, what are some of the ways that we can demonstrate that then? Where does that start? Um, it starts with details, I think. Mm. It's big on details. So it goes from, if you think of someone who's DIYing it, they're just creating a Word document and sending that out. <laughs> with clip art in it. With yeah, clip art in it. Fully clip art. Um, and it's it's really obvious. And it will serve a purpose. Funny thing is, mate, I did that for a bit. I, now, that wasn't exactly. for people that hadn't paid that. It wasn't the free stuff that I had designed first. Yeah. It was all like, you know what? This program's fucking excellent. Mm. It's premium, but I made these Word documents, turned them into PDFs and sent them out. And then I hired you and I said, Craig, yeah. can you do these documents? Now people love them even more because they look fucking cool. People weren't taking photos of the printouts True. Yeah. before I did that. Now yeah. I get tagged almost every day. I yeah. printed out today's questions. Yeah. Yeah, but you also find that it'll probably work better. People will get more engaged because mm -hmm. if they see you're putting an effort as well, then they feel a bit more compelled to put in the effort as yeah. well. So there's a, there's that side of it as well. If you're showing effort, yeah, then it, it kind of helps. That's interesting. People That's really to interesting. Put in some effort as well. Yeah. So yeah. If you're just throwing it together, they're just going to throw. They'll maybe not fill in some of these forms fully. Yes. In, or using integrity. That's what I feel about that. That's together. what I feel about the planner as well. The planner looks fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's it looks cool when you fill it in. It's yeah. all nice and it's not just a fucking blank document with some questions in it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like someone spent a lot of time and effort doing this. So yeah. right, okay, I'm going to spend some time yeah. and effort 
putting my part into yeah. it as well. So there is that that double side of it as well yeah. that if you start to show that value and commitment, then people will give that commitment back. Yeah, nice. What are some of your personal goals for 2022? 2022, I want to go back to the mountain biking thing. I want to compete in three enduro races. Jeez! Competed, competed in my first one last at the end of last year, November. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I now fit into the... Um, oh, the master's category? No, veterans. Oh, the veterans. See, that, I find <laughs> that offensive. Veterans. I find yeah. that offensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this, but I, the last time I competed, I must have been like 38, right? Yeah. And I was in the... Uh, there's like a master's plus or a master's yeah, yeah. gold or something. I'm like, fuck me, I am getting old. Yeah, yeah. But actually the comp I've got next weekend, there's no masters, so I'm competing against the fucking young bucks, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you're in the you're in the veterans division. Veterans division, nice. yeah, unfortunately. Is there a lot of young people do the mountain biking thing like? Yeah, yeah, so they go from like 13 plus. Oh, fuck um, hell. All the I'm way glad up. I'd put you up there because imagine getting butchered by a 13 year old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> I did okay. Uh, it was 300. I came 123rd. Oh, nice. So better than half. So you're shooting for top 100 now? Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Get it in just double figures. Instead. Oh, nice. I love it. So three of them? What else? Three of them this year. Uh, I want to take my eldest son to New York. Oh, nice. Uh, was, he was 21 last year. Yeah. Um, and obviously traveling was a bit more difficult yeah, it then. Was. So. Um, yeah, we've got to get a date sorted. But yeah, New we'll York's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone was there recently and he was like, you had to show COVID passports again anyway. Yeah. Any building. Oh, really? Yeah, any building you had to show COVID passports. Yeah. My friend, Tristan, you might be listening, Tristan's um, in finance and he um, he went to a show on Broadway and everyone had to wear masks while they were watching oh, really? the show. Yeah, which is mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's a bit mad. So yeah, well, I wait. think that might all clear up soon though. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait a little while, probably thinking maybe April. Yeah, nice kind of time. But nice. Yeah, that's that's a big, a I big love it. kind of goal. Just you two, just the two of us. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that'll be fucking large trip. Oh, I need to drink because he's twenty one now. You will be. Yeah, yeah. Although I say that I, I rarely drink. No, just no. too busy. Yeah, me too. Too much. Me too. Too, stuff. too many other things that you give a fuck yeah. about. Yeah, that if you drank would throw it off. Yeah, course. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, and that's why I think actually I'm fucking going off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Going on. That's why I think a lot of people really, I get asked about boozing all the time. And I'm like, yeah, often, yeah. do you know what? You've got to build your life so that you could have a drink if you really wanted to. Yeah. But the other things you've got going on excite you too much to be knocked off by the drinking. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't feel like, it will for a little bit, but I don't think not drinking, if it feels like a chore, not drinking, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. For me right now, it doesn't feel like a chore because I've got too many and I, they didn't just happen by accident. I think no, a lot no. of people, it doesn't happen by accident. You create a life that you get so excited about, so electrified by, so juiced by that you're like, you know what? I could drink, but I'm more juiced by this. And if I do drink, it'll throw me off. I don't think there's much that can throw you off the rails like drinking. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't think there's much that can throw you off course than getting wasted, actually. Yeah. No, I think you're. And I mean, again, right. I haven't got a massive problem with it. I'm yeah. doing one year no boozing. Yeah. And, uh, Leslie was like, why are you doing that? Because you only drink like once every four weeks. I'm like, yeah, but when I do, sorry, not once every four weeks, but four <laughs> times a year, five times a year, maybe, probably yeah. five times a year yeah. last year. But when I do, it throws me off track for at least a week. Yeah. At yeah. least a week. I feel a little bit shit. I eat worse. My training's a little bit shit. I'm kind of just getting through some of the days. Yeah. And then it starts that cycle. The next Friday, I'm like, oh, I could do easily do it again. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It is. It is crazy. I've only d ever done it a couple of times on the bikes. Yeah. And I get up at six in the morning to do a nice <laughs> drive. And then like within five minutes, just like I've had enough. Yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. It's mad, isn't it? And uh, yeah, you just like uh, that memory is still there. So yeah. It's like, well, it's not really worth that 
yes a few drinks yes to then feel like that i just yeah. want to really experience it and be present and have a good time with my mates and i'm more and, excited by that yeah, then, yeah yeah that's just much more compelling than yes. a few beers on a and you're still having a great time yeah and you've Absolutely. still got that escapism that you get from boozing right yeah yeah because yeah. that's all it really was for me anyway yeah. was escapism from um what i felt was like a bit of a mundane life and everything was a bit rubbish and it was isolated yeah um, so drinking was easy, and you just did it to feel better. Yeah, and that's yeah. but you feel now better you feel for a little bit. Yeah, but now mountain biking's the that's way that you feel better. Mu- replaced it in a much bigger way. Yeah, yeah. much healthier way. Yeah. yeah, I love it. What else? Uh, goals. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what the question was. So that was my fault. <laughs> Nothing throws you off like drinking or Paul Mort's questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, else have you got in the in store for this year? Um. Um. I think the biggest one uh, I've started dating again, and uh, so I've got a really nice partner. And we, oh yeah, did you do? Did you do the Tinder thing? Uh, yes. Did you? Yeah, yeah. No, I've tried them all. Have you completed them? How are they? It's it's a whole different world. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because I bet when you met your wife or your ex-wife, yeah. that was you had to go up and talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's so really yeah. I talked to some of my friends, some of my younger friends. I'm like, what's that like? That must be mad. Like, again, yeah. when I was younger, I mean, it was a long time ago, you used to have to <laughs> pluck up the courage yeah, and fucking balls. probably get pissed as pissed yeah, so that you had the courage and the balls and some yeah. kind of chat-up line. Yeah. And you had to get slapped across the face a bunch of times, really. A lot. And then it was so hard then. I mean, easier. Yeah. Some people obviously found it easier. The handsome fuckers with the big dicks. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. But like, that's a totally different world now. Yeah. 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 And the way that talk to each other online on these things it's people don't talk to each other like that in the street face really face. really and it's either it either goes like just really silent or people get really direct really that's my there was one occasion where it was oh it, mate i'm so it, glad that you're giving me examples now it felt like uh i was being interviewed for marriage really well and like this was like message to world-class questions yeah yeah i mean it was literally like like what's what's your um family history health health history like you know is there any what diet? wasn't quite as much as detailed yeah. as that but that's where she was leading that did kind she of ask question. you what the 16 digit number on your card was <laughs> i think that was what, what it was next yeah and it was about like how many children have you got how many children do you want um, how long do you spend at work and how, you know, what, what do you do Jesus with your weekends? It was, like, it, was an, it was like an interview. Maybe she was a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was obviously really clear on yeah. her priorities and what yeah. she wanted. So fair enough, but nice. I, I wasn't the right guy. Nice. And business-wise, being looking at a deal, we're looking to grow, yeah. your, grow, your, um, grow your business, right? Yes, yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Looking, to, looking to work with, you're looking to bring on this guys that want to position themselves, the guys and girls that yeah. want to position themselves as... Um, kind of premium brands right premium companies yeah, yeah yeah that's where over the last year certainly i've, I've noticed that working with yeah. people who want to get to that premium level yeah ai can make a bigger impact on them yeah and um, they get a bit more committed and yeah. the results are much more exciting as yeah. well sick all right last question yeah out of so i have an underrated overrated foods bin right yeah. again i want to make this clear because i get a lot of shit for this i get a lot of heat I like all of these foods. I just think they're overrated. Right? I'll eat them. There's none of them that I hate and that I dislike. Out of mash, cheesecake, pigs in blankets, and Jaffa cakes. Got the four? Uh, yeah. Which one of them is the most overrated? Most overrated. What was the second one again? Mash, cheesecake, cheesecake. pigs in blankets, 
Jaffa cakes. Pigs in blankets. <gasps> Most of it. Because, like, it's not... It's not a sausage or a bit of bacon. No. It doesn't no. taste of... And you can have both of, them of grease separately. Better. At any time. Better. Better yes. separately. Yeah. And if you want to do that, you just, like, cut a bit of sausage and a bit of bacon and put it on your fork and eat it. Anyway. And you wouldn't have a fucking orgasm over it, would you? Yeah. No, yeah like no, people absolutely, do. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. It's mad because it, it's weird, right? They have like a pigs in blanket sandwich, but I don't know many people that would say, hey, can I have a sausage and bacon sandwich? Never. Me, you get one or the other. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You do, don't you? Yeah. You yeah, either get a, a sausage roll. sandwich and put ketchup on it, or you yeah. get a bacon sandwich and put brown sauce on it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a debate. Like, if, you, if you're having ketchup on a bacon sandwich, you're fucking seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Craig, where can everyone that's listening find out more about you, follow you, check out your journey, check out your story, check out some of your tips? Yeah, best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm probably most active. Yes. Um, so if you look for... Well, that's random because I'm probably the least active on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, I are. love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just find my name, Craig Gillespie or uh, Total Brandits. Total Brandits. And you're Total Brandits on Instagram, right? And it, yeah, it's at Total Brandits. I love it. Or Craig Instagram. Gillespie. Thank you so much, my man. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.